Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 22 after 6, good morning. Well, while the world awaits the decision of the International Court of Justice in South Africa's application against Israel at The Hague this afternoon, the, conf- the conflict that situation has sparked in the Red Sea continues, with Houthi groups still attacking shipping in that region. Two big container ships had to ask the U.S. Navy for help this week after hearing explosions near the Gulf of Aden. In the end, they had to turn around and leave the area. The U.S. Navy and the British Navy have carried out operations against the Houthi groups. They're backed by Iran. Iran's also launched missiles into Pakistan, aimed at separatist groups there. Pakistan's launched missiles into separatist groups in Iran. Timothy Walker is the maritime project leader and senior researcher at the Institute for Security Studies. Timothy, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Uh, good morning to your listeners as well. There are now so many different actors involved in all of this. Um, either way, I imagine shipping and moving shipping through that area is becoming more and more dangerous. Have the US and UK attacks on the Houthi position stopped the Houthi attacks on shipping? No, they haven't. Uh, it was rather unlikely that the attacks, uh, the US and UK strikes were going to permanently degrade the Houthis' ability to launch drones and missiles. Um, the uh, the adaptability that they've demonstrated over the last decade of a, of a civil war, whether Saudi Arabia and the UAE led a coalition which tried to target um, the Houthi in a, in a way which um, the current strikes uh, pale into insignificance or rather really get overshadowed by. Uh, they really adapted. Um, they've dug underground. They've got kind of missile control centers or abilities to create drones which um which defy you know um strikes that we're seeing at the moment so the long-term prospects of a, of a return to kind of normality like we saw pre prior to october and november is is looking uh looking more, less and less likely i'm afraid um is it clear that if israel stopped its actions in gaza that would stop the attacks on shipping because that is one of the demands that the houthis are making it it, it would definitely play a part because I think that is the way uh, most of the world, in particular the Arab world, sees the connection between what the Houthis are doing and and shipping. And it will definitely morph uh, more away from that in the future. Um, what I mean by that is the attacks are definitely um, linked or inspired by, and many people are motivated by a sense that this can do something about it but in terms of actually stopping israel it's it's not likely to happen the uh, attacks themselves aren't really degrading as it were israel's war machine or or way of attacking uh, and, and operating in gaza and international pressure which is i think the main thing rather than a direct degrading as it were of of israeli capability is not really coming to play so much. It's very interesting, as you as you mentioned just now, that the ICJ uh, preliminary kind of announcement is happening today as well, and that might have more of an impact on what Israel's doing than attacks on shipping. In the meantime, um, the attacks on shipping are having a huge impact on the business of shipping and on goods. I've seen some mm. estimates suggesting that shipping prices are you know, up by 300%. I don't know if that's accurate, but I imagine that the impact of this is now being felt around the world at a time when we're still battling with very high food prices. Yeah, very high food prices and, and a fragility to our economy in many sectors, which this is, uh, there may be kind of smallish ripples to other economies or or taking place in other parts of the world. But by the time they kind of reach us in the kind of the global system, their effects are sometimes magnified. Like you say, the rates go up. Uh, they're not, I must say as well, that the shipping rates at the moment, this is an interesting fact, is not as high as we've seen over the last couple of years 
during the supply chain crisis during COVID, when a lot of containers were sort of stuck in America or stuck in China, when all the manufacturers in other parts of the world needed them to put their goods in to, to transport them across, that boosted the rates tremendously. And we haven't reached that level yet. And that, and that, that demonstrates a few things. One, that the availability of, of containers is a lot more. There's a, the availability of the route around uh, South Africa and the Cape of Good Hope, which has always been there and, and uh, more expensive and, and has its complications, but nevertheless, is it's still an option. And uh, and the kind of the resilience of, of the shipping system at the moment, the kind of ability, as it were, to manage the impact is 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 proving that it is quite a resilient system. But like I say, the, some of the costs, which uh, may not seem too much in other countries, are quite severe for for us in African countries. Timothy Walker, thank you. Maritime Project Leader and Senior Researcher at the Institute for Security Studies.